Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the preview brought to you by us here at the Fan Zone Podcast, episode 13. And we're back again with uh, a Cambridge preview. Um, it's uh, <laughs> seems like we've played Cambridge an awful lot this season. I can't, I can't lie. Uh, but we're joined by Jack from Under the Abbey Stand Podcast. How are you doing, Jack? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Uh, nice to be talking to you again. Um, <laughs> maybe not so nice for, for, for your guys. No, we, uh, it's, uh, it's always nice catching up with uh, with some of the fans. Hopefully, this will be the, the last time for a little while that we have to do a, a Cambridge preview, at least for this season, if nothing else. Uh, but it's certainly looking up to be a, a, a good game. Obviously, it's hugely important for Wanderers, but equally so for, for, for Cambridge. You know, no game in this league, I think, can be taken for granted. So on that note, a very warm welcome to you all this evening, and we'll get stuck into this evening's episode of the preview. So, Cambridge United away again for the Wanderers facing uh, probably going to be a challenging trip. I don't think there's any denying that. Uh, so recent form for Wanderers hasn't been all quite there, and so I'm sure Ian Everett will be looking to mark some sort of um, return to form ahead of a really quite challenging run, obviously. I'm sure we're all aware of the, the games on the horizon with Cambridge away first, followed by Blackpool away and Wigan away. It's not quite the uh, the nicest looking fixture list. What about for you, Jack? What are you uh, what are you expecting Cambridge to sort of bring to the game? How are you uh, how are you feeling just before we uh, before we get into it? Well, if you'd have asked me before Saturday's game, I would have been a little bit on the negative side. It's been a tough run for us too. You know, we've had a win at the start of February, but then two losses, one at home to Cheltenham, which felt like a real hammer blow uh, in the relegation battle. And then, uh, you know, a good trip to Pompey where we played all right and showed what we can do, but on the wrong end of a 3-1 defeat. But um, we got the job done after a long trip to Pompey on the Tuesday. We went up to Carlisle on Saturday and and put put them to the sword. Uh, they really weren't very good. And, uh, you know, that's why they're bottom of this league and, and will most likely go down. But, uh, yeah, we did the job. I think Cambridge tails are up. We've got our big derby coming this weekend also at the Abbey against Peterborough. You know, it's been a long time until last season until we had that. And now we've got that. We've kind of been, you know, earmarking that for a while. So I think uh, Neil Harris won't change things too up too much tomorrow uh, Tuesday evening, but uh, we'll have one eye on uh, the derby as well, which is on Saturday. Of course. And so on that note, we will take a look at both teams' seasons so far. So, of course, Wanderers, as we all know, sit third in the table, uh, currently sitting on 63 points. Obviously, we've got games in hand on those above us, this one being one of those games. Uh, of course, they stand for nothing if we don't make them count, and so I'm sure that will be the message that Ian Everett is sending to his players ahead of our trip down south. Certainly one that we need to make count, obviously, a, a little bit. Uh, of a disgruntled uh, fan base, it seems, following the the three the 
3-3 draw with Charlton at home. So I think the fans will be looking for a response and the players will looking to, to do themselves justice after what has been largely criticised, I think, rightly or wrongly. What about for Cambridge, though? You're currently sat 16th in, uh, in Skybet League 1, 38 points. What's been your season so far? What's it looked like? Are you uh, happy with where you sit currently? I don't know. It's it's a really weird one. We, we're we're in a similar position to you where we've played 31 games. So we sit in that bracket of people who've got games in hand. But our games in hand look really difficult against yourselves, Peterborough and Stevenage. You know, eventually those games will be levelled out. So I don't know. We're in a good position. And I think probably most Cambridge United fans would have bitten your hand off to be in this position at this point in the season. But it's been a tough one this season. We've We've lacked consistency. We lost our long-term manager, Mark Bonner, um, after a 5-0 uh, loss uh, away at our local rivals, Peterborough. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It wasn't the game where he went, but basically that was his time up. We couldn't get enough consistency. We were on a big away winless run and pretty long winless run generally. So, um, yeah, it's been, it was a tough one. And bringing in Neil Harris, who's now been here 12 games, um, yeah, it's kind of steadied the ship somewhat. And I think we have to be happy he's taken 18 points from a possible 36. Um, and yeah, I think we kind of have to be happy looking at who we've played. We, we, we've let a couple of those games go. We couldn't beat 10-man Burton and we lost, as I say, at home to Cheltenham, both of which feel really annoying. But we've got some good results in that. And, you know, another one came on Saturday. Uh, so I think kind of like uh, probably a six out of 10 would be how Cambridge United fans are feeling in regards to the season, you know, but a 10 would be, you know, blowing things out of the water. So let's not, you know, get ahead of ourselves. But I think, um, yeah, I think cautious optimism, but it's so tight at the bottom of the table, you know, games that we've got coming up this week, we can't let the situation get the better of us because we're only six points above the relegation zone. And, you know, Cheltenham are having a bit of resurgence. Port Vale have got more games in hand and just appointed Darren Moore. So, yeah, there's plenty of teams that could still uh, mount a comeback. So we need to pick up points especially at home and having two home games in the next uh, few days is crucial for us of course yeah just looking back to December obviously you picked up a 2-1 win against Blackpool followed by a 2-0 win against Exeter and then a, a couple of losses obviously one being in the cup but then some relatively steady form you know since the 13th of Jan only losing two which were obviously Cheltenham which you mentioned was a little disappointing and Portsmouth which you said you played relatively well and to go to, you know, league leaders isn't an easy task for any team in this division. Do you think that's a, a potential concern for Bolton heading into this? I mean, obviously, you can look at the form table as one thing, but what what about the performances in those games? Because obviously that only tells half the story. It's been varied, to be honest, mate. Like, we, we we've looked quite handy in some games and then really uninspired in others and it's not it doesn't just coincide with the change of managers we looked good uh, for periods when we had Mark Bonner and then really poor and and there's still that tendency to go a little bit kind of missing in games and it, there doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason I think Neil Harris is a bit more disciplined and a bit more kind of industrial as a manager so some of the the victories that we've ground out and some of the results we've ground out have been less kind of uh, expansive, but I think Cambridge and Neil Harris will certainly fancy getting something against you know against Bolton, even with 
you know, where you guys are in the table. I think he knows how to set up a team at this level, uh, welcoming a team high in the league. I think he'll feel quite confident. But it's all about the start for us. If we start well in games, we tend to go on and uh, be able to do something. But we, we, we do have a bit of a tendency to start badly and then, you know, we can roll over. So uh, hopefully Neil Harris is kind of preparing the team for that. And we, yeah, we need to get our heads in the game from minute one. Otherwise, it could be quite an easy, easy game for Bolton. Certainly, I think the same can be said for, for, for Cambridge. You know, we've got a tendency to start games well, but we also have a tendency to start games not very well at all. Um, certainly seeming like uh, it'll be important to get the first goal and start well. Sort of preview that we had from, from our, our resident stat man, Callum, he was saying that you don't score many goals per game, but you're, you know, Goals conceded per game is, is relatively low as well. And he said it looks like it's got a nil-nil written all over it, especially with how we've been playing recently. Um, what are you expecting sort of results-wise? Are you hoping to sort of pick up one point? Are you, are you quietly optimistic you could take three off us? What's, what, what are your thoughts heading into it? To be honest, mate, looking at the games we've got that are coming up and and looking at this game, I think I wouldn't be alone in saying we'd take a point. Um, I think... We're kind of looking at it game by game at the moment. We're looking at the teams around us. We're trying to work out what points total that we need to stay up is. That's got to be the first goal for us. And I think against a team that are third in the table, regardless of form, and I mean, unbeaten in the last five, as the league table shows, like, I think if we're playing somebody like you, we'd absolutely have to take a point at home. And I think most fans would be happy with that. But yeah, I don't think uh, a nil-nil's out the question. And I think uh, it could be one of those games that's won by the odd goal. So it might go to you or it might go to Cambridge. But yeah, it's really difficult to tell. It depends which version of United turn up. We, we often quite struggle following a victory up with another one uh, or even another good performance. So it might be good that we got four goals out of the way away at Carlisle on Saturday. Um, but uh, yeah, we certainly... Um, well, we're going to be up for football this week. We have to be, you know, after we need to avenge a derby defeat. And whilst we're not going to look past the game against you guys, we will want to kind of use that as like a bit of a catalyst to go forward and get a bit of momentum going. So hopefully... We can, yeah, I, I think the idea will be to go for it cautiously, which I know it sounds a bit like I'm sitting on the fence. No, no, I, I completely get that. We had a couple of comments in. David, uh, a Wanderers fan, said we have to make this game count. It's one of our games in hand. Uh, Carl, who I would imagine is, is a Cambridge fan, he said it's a 6 out of 10, bang on. Uh, green, shots, green shoots since Harris has taken the reins, but we lack consistency, obviously, echoing what you've just said there. Another comment from a, from a Wanderers fan, where do you see Cambridge's ceiling? Is it mid-table in League One? Is that roundabout right? It's a, it's a really good question, and it, it's, it's a difficult one to answer because I think there'll be like a million different people within the club who will have a slightly different like opinion because we've, we've, we've got to a point where we're like, we're quite, I wouldn't say comfortable, but we're the most comfortable we've been ownership-wise and money-wise for a long time. We've just bought the ground, uh, the land that the ground's on back, so there's, there's quite a good feeling around the club kind of stability-wise, and I think there's going to be yeah. developments of that. Um, and I think there will be a feeling certainly amongst board members and the people who are holding the money, it could be higher. But I think what we're trying to do at the moment is consolidate a league one place and make that our kind of like where we belong and then move up to the next step. Cause our squad um, budget is pretty low. And I think it's, yeah, it's, we've got to be realistic. We're one of the lower, 
um, financial clubs in the league, but we're kind of holding our own. And I think we want to carry on doing that and then seeing where we are in a couple of years' time. But we've kind of weathered, weathered a storm in League One uh, last season, scraping by and staying up by the skin of our teeth. And I think this season, if we could improve on that and then carry on improvement, I think that would yeah. be it. But yeah, I think mid-table's a kind of realistic aim at the moment, you know, for, for next season, the season beyond, and then keep on building on that. You know, we're not going to... We're not going to have back-to-back promotions, I don't think, anytime soon, but just slow slow and steady for us. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, we've had a, a couple of comments in from the viewers asking about a certain Cambridge player, which I'm sure won't take too much figuring out who it is. Elias Kachunga is obviously uh, a Cambridge player. How's he been getting on? Uh, obviously, he scored at the weekend, and, uh, and Josh has asked, how's he been? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we absolutely love Elias Kachunga um, uh, under the Abbey stand. We are lucky enough to uh, to be uh, his uh, match day sponsor. So uh, when he scores, uh, they uh, they give us a little shout out and a little image when they remember. <laughs> it. Um, but no, I, he's brilliant. He just you know you can see he's played at a higher level, um, and he can you know when he's in a game, he can really run a game. It's really quite impressive to see. But um, he's not kind of just been relied on consistently. But when he's been in there, he's come up with some really big goals. Um, and he just shows that kind of quality that he's got. And he's kind of linking up. I'd say him and Sully Kai Kai have really benefited from Neil Harris coming in. I think they've both, both of their performances are picked up in tandem and both of them had a really good game um, at the weekend. And, you know, Kachunga on the score sheet there. He did try and claim our second goal, which was like the most obvious own goal I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that he tried to claim it. And yeah, he's a kind of... He's not just a cheeky chappy because he's a really able footballer and has carried us, you know, in games for, for quite a while. So, yeah, it's nice to see him kind of getting the plaudits now because it's been a tough season for a lot of those forward players uh, and they've come under a bit of fire. But, yeah, Kachunga uh, getting on the score sheet along with Kai Kai at the weekend was really good to see. Fantastic. And, uh, and David's asked, what's the best team that Cambridge have played this season and what's the best result you've picked up along the way? Um, I don't know who David supports, um, but I'm not going to give the answer of the opponents that people might want me <laughs> to give um, because you don't ever say that your local rivals are the best team that you played. We played badly that day. They <laughs> um, that we played this season. It, it's an interesting one. We've we've not looked kind of too out of our depth in many games. We've looked a little bit kind of flat, but I'd say probably Barnsley. I think are probably the best team who've come to the Abbey and made us look really quite you know, average or even below average. Um, we, we played them on a Tuesday night back in October and, yeah, they, they put four pastors quite easily, really. Um, so, yeah, I'd say them. Um, and then the, the best vic the best win for us is it, another one. It's quite it's quite hard. We had a really nice Monday night very early on in the season where we beat Reading 1-0 and that was a TV game. Um, and that was just, you, you know, being there was fantastic. But it was just nice to kind of show people that maybe we belonged in that league and that was good. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's been some great games along the way, you know, and, and uh, we had a little run in the FA Cup, got to go up to Blackburn, which was fun. Obviously, we didn't get on the right side of that. We had a we had a late uh, a late winner against Fleetwood at home, actually, which I remember being a great uh, a great day early in January. So yeah, maybe that one might be my favourite one. Fantastic, and uh, we will move now just over to some injury updates for both sides. Of course, Wanderers' absentees list is looking a little bit heavier than we would have liked. Dion Charles picking up an injury. Nathan Baxter still ruled out with uh, 
is his wrist, I think, being in a pot. We've got Santos, who's not expected to be back for Tuesday, but perhaps will be back for Blackpool on Saturday. George Thomason, I believe, will have returned from suspension. Uh, Victor, despite being uh, subbed off at half-time for following a poke in the eye, I don't think we've had any news on, on, on him potentially missing out. Obviously, the long-term ones were Dan and Lundaloo. I think Randall Williams is still out. George Johnston, of course. So uh, we're looking a little bit lightweight, it seems. Um, so some big injuries. Uh, probably, as David said, there be easy to just tell you who is fit. But looking at the Cambridge camp, how are we? How are we looking over there? Any significant losses over over that way? No, not actually. We've we've had a little bit of a torrid season injury-wise, just coming at the wrong time. Um, and uh, long-term injuries have got Ahadme um, and Okunabire both out. Saiku Jano has been kind of uh, flirting with injury too. And Brandon Houndstrup's played about 10 minutes all season. But apart from that, we're, uh, we're looking okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see us kind of line up in a fairly similar way as we did to against Carlisle. And that's not that's not necessarily enforced, but, you know, it might be that kind of mindset of not changing a uh, a, a winning system and, and trying to get a bit of momentum going. Uh, Cousins is a player who might come in who uh, hasn't played a lot of football in the last few years, but is a cut above. And, and there's been a lot of conversations about if he can bring more to the team. So we might see him come back in the centre. But uh, Adam May has come back from a long-term injury and is, is getting into the back into the team soon so it's more about welcoming people back rather than losing uh losing many many to injuries but we as i say we're a pretty uh pretty small squad um personnel wise so yeah we can't afford too many injuries as it is but i think we got out of saturday pretty unscathed yeah it's uh, a bit of a torrid time for for the wanderers i think it's fair to say Interesting to see who gets the call. Uh, obviously, I think Will Forrest is back in contention. He was on the bench uh, against Charlton and, and was warming up on the sideline. So perhaps uh, an appearance for him might be might be welcomed. Ayerdale has got uh, a strange shaped cut in his ear, so possibly going to miss out. It looks like he's been bitten by something, obviously. He was uh, all bandaged up uh, <laughs> at the weekend. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't think we've had any official updates, though. But it's, uh, it's certainly going to be a rotated side, I think, for Wanderers. Obviously, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday has been pretty rough and that's only going to continue. So it will uh, it'll be likely that some changes are needed to keep things fresh. What are you expecting Bolton to bring to the Abbey? Obviously, you didn't get much of a taste of it the last time we rocked up, only nine minutes or so. But what are you expecting from the from the game in terms of a, a wondrous setup? How are you expecting Cambridge to sort of deal with that? Looking at the the kind of comments that are coming in from the fans and also looking at how you've set up in games and, and, and where you are, I think I think you will probably go for it and rightfully so. I think you should be kind of going for us. You know, and looking at, you know, if, if Big Vic is playing against us, who is, you know, his former club, he will definitely score. We fall we fall foul to that curse basically every time we play against someone. So I'm glad to hear Jack Iredale isn't playing as well, because that might be a little <laughs> but, um, No, I wish him all the best. But yeah, I imagine you'll set up, I mean, looking at the, uh, looking at the Charlton game as an example, you know... Uh, that's quite an attacking formation if you've got the ball. We, we we are a bit susceptible to getting caught on the 
on the break a little bit and taking a while to get a range. So, you know, I think that could be quite, you know, a good way to set up against us. And uh, still, we're still susceptible to conceding the odd goal from kind of wide balls to Carlisle, even though they were pretty woeful on Saturday, still had a couple of kind of, you know, moments of inspiration from out wide. So, yeah, I think the teams do tend to kind of... Um, kind of prey on that a little bit so yeah I'd imagine employing those wide players and getting as many balls in as possible to whoever starts up top to you is the kind of the way to go really fantastic and um just before we round off for this evening obviously David has put another comment in saying Bolton have to go for a win um an update on Iredale is that he'll be fine providing we can get the correct headgear, something that covers his ear, I would imagine. Um, really bizarre shaped cut if you haven't seen it. Um, but can we get a prediction from you, Jack, on uh, a score prediction for, for Tuesday's game? Yeah, I've been umming and ahhing uh, the whole time and, and basically all of today. It's a really difficult one to call for United at the moment. We, you know, we're still lacking that consistency that you maybe need at this level. Uh, but after such a, a great game on Saturday, I think both teams will have to go for tomorrow for very different reasons. And I think um, it'll be a tight game. I'm going to go for a one-all. It's not sitting on the fence. I think it'll be a tight game. I think yeah, you guys might take a, a first-half lead and we'll localise in the second and then maybe absorb a bit of that pressure late on. But I think, yeah, I think we'll come away with a point and that's an, an optimistic prediction from me. Oh, I think I'm going to go for a... Yes, David's just took the words right. I'm going to have 2-1 win for Bolton. I think we need to win. It's really, really important for us this. I think if, if, a result, if this result doesn't go our way, there will be a lot of heads falling off onto the floor um, probably a bit further down than that um, so yeah I think it's a huge huge game for us there'll be pressure on 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 the players to come and perform there'll be pressure on the manager to get a result and I think yeah it, that will resonate and, and those turn up and hopefully put on a good show that's all we can ask for so yeah Fingers crossed. Hopefully, Wednesday, with uh, with all due respect, we'll be bringing you a three point pod. But uh, you can uh, you can never ever ever I think be too confident for for three points, especially not watching Bolton Wanderers. But but there you have it. Without further ado, we will round off this evening's episode. Thank you all very, very much for watching. We really do appreciate you tuning in and spending your Tuesday night with us. But until next time, take care, and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye bye.